What do you do when a homeless person moves into common property? And what's it like living in a build-to-rent apartment in the USA? I'm Jimmy Thompson, and this is the Flat Chat Wrap. A couple of weeks ago, I was joined, as usual, by author and property writer Sue Williams, and we were talking about, well, talking about what was on the Flat Chat website. But we ran out of time before we got to quite a touchy subject, which is what do you do when a homeless person moves into the safety of common property? So let's go back to that discussion, which deserves an airing at this time when so many people are doing it tough. This was a really tricky question. You know, I thought about it for a long time, really. It's, it's quite a hard one. There's a homeless person who's sleeping on the street just outside an apartment building. There's kind of a little alcove, which is kind of really nice for a homeless person. And the people inside are obviously concerned about the person's welfare, but at the same time, they're also quite nervous about the effect on the value of their apartments as well. And also maybe his toilet habits, they worry, are affecting their garden um, it's a difficult one, isn't it, really? It kind of feels churlish to be complaining about it, but I can certainly understand it too. Well, Sue, you've worked with homeless people in the past, and you know that the the issues are never as simple as they seem. Mm. Moving somebody on from a place where they feel safe and secure could be quite harmful to them, but at the same point, should you be encouraging somebody to sleep in an area of your building that isn't intended for somebody to sleep in. I remember living in a block where somebody had rented their garage space. It was a fenced-off area within the common property parking inside the building. And somebody had come in and not only were they occupying it and sleeping in that space and using the workman's toilet downstairs, but they had piled it high with rubbish, or what looked like rubbish, probably something of great value to them. So we had a squatter and a hoarder in one and eventually moved him out for the reason that he had become a fire risk. Oh, right. Yeah, that's a hard one. You know, when you've got piles of newspapers and stuff inside mm. a, with somebody living in there and you have no idea he could have been cooking on a gas stove or something like that, it's just too much of a risk. Sure. And you probably saw the story this week about squatters' rights, about a developer taking over an empty house and yeah. um, you know making a lot of money on it. You kind of think... Well, these homeless people, they're the ones who should be taking over these you yeah, know, empty houses. These houses yeah, Because they can get some real benefit from it too. But The yeah. developer, uh, yeah, that's the key word in, in that little story, that it was a developer who, who spotted the empty house. It wasn't a homeless person by, by any stretch of the imagination. But in terms of answering, what do you do when a homeless person takes up residence in an area of common property? I think the best thing you can do is contact local charities, social services, and say, look, we can't have this guy or this woman living here. It's not good for them. It's not good for us. What can you do to help us? And also, it's good to maybe start a conversation with the person as well. I mean, they they may may be short-term homeless or they may be suffering from mental illness, as many homeless people are these days. Um, So it doesn't hurt to strike up a dialogue with them as well, really, sometimes. Yeah, I think a lot of people are scared, to to be honest. Mm. You don't know what kind of reaction you're going to get. 
and a lot of us are not trained on how to deal with people who become aggressive or very upset emotionally uh, just because you're talking to them, asking them how they're going. Sure. But I remember when I first started working with a homeless charity, which was Youth Off the Streets, when you're working with young homeless kids, during the training course, we were asked if we were nervous about approaching these kids. And the kids were in turn asked if they were nervous about us approaching them. And it was quite extraordinary because (laughs) we were all nervous, but the kids were much more nervous about our intentions. And so when we actually went to them and sort of struck up a conversation and, and turned out to be, you know, kind of quite nice, normal people, they reacted really well. And some really good friendships have come out of that process. So I would always urge people not to be too nervous about homeless people at all because, you know, there are some who are obviously mentally challenged or they're not well, but um, there are other people who've just hit a stroke of bad luck and they're there but for the grace of God go any of us really. Yeah, absolutely. That was Sue Williams from a couple of weeks ago. The reason there's been a gap in us producing the Flat Chat rap is that I've been away in the USA. Now, when some of us of a certain generation hear the word Dallas, we immediately think about the TV show about the oil-rich family living on a ranch just outside Dallas. But not everybody in Texas lives like that. And while I was there, I took the opportunity to interview Loretta, who lives in a rented apartment, and some of the problems that she's encountered may sound very familiar to many of you. Oh, and a couple of words of warning. Um, Because I used a handheld recorder, the sound quality on this isn't quite the same as you usually get. And finally, the discussion gets a bit racy at one point, so you might not want to listen to this while you're travelling with kids in the car. Okay, here's Loretta. Hi, Loretta. Hello. So you live in an apartment? Yes. Is that a gated community? Yes, although you can get in if you really want to. You can follow somebody. (laughs) All right. When the gates open, yeah, yeah, just you go. just tailgate through. <laughs> um, describe your apartment to me. It's about a thousand square feet. Yeah. It's got a small dining room. Really nice kitchen, though, with an island. Granite. It's pretty. The hanging lights. A small bedroom for my two daughters. And actually a decent-sized master bedroom. Decent-sized. Don't, don't quote me on the size, but yeah. master bath. <laughs> right. So it's a comfortable size? Yes. Um, Is it like on the first or second floor? Second floor. Right. Is there an elevator? No. So it's stairs? Stairs. And the whole building is rented accommodation? Yes. All owned by the same company? Yes. Right. And how, how easy or hard is it to get things fixed? It's actually been very easy. A yeah. One to two day turnover. Right. And you get on reasonably well with the building management? Yeah, there's two ladies there I joke with quite a bit. Okay, so they run the place. No, they don't, but they help. Well, you could argue that they run the place. Right. So you don't have a committee or or a condo board or anything like that? No, I just go to the office or fill out um, work requests online. Oh, so it's done online? Yeah, I pay rent online, everything. Even my contract was online. Wow. And uh, do you have ability to communicate with other residents about stuff i don't we don't really talk to each other it's 
Right. Not a very friendly apartment complex. So on your level, no, how many apartments on your floor? On my little two, four. There's four counting on, on the on that yeah on that, that little level. lobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the average age of the people roughly who live in? They're the, all younger than me. Yeah, but you're quite young. Well, most people at forty have an apartment. I mean, a house. By the I did have a house till a divorce. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about your. No, divorce. that's. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing, actually. So, um, could you see yourself living there long term, or are you now mm, thinking I'm going to save money to buy a house? I'd like a house, but then I have to fix shit and prices would go up for electricity and upkeep and all that, and I'd have to do it. So it's an economical option for you at this phase in your life. Yeah, this works for now. Roughly, I know you didn't want to calculate this, but roughly what proportion of your after-tax income goes in rent? A third. A third, that's quite high. That's a lot. So is, is that, are you, do you think you're paying more than the average person? It's about... It's about the same. Rent has gone up quite a bit over the years in that area. It's quite a nice area, just just outside of town, kind of. Thing. Have there, a cool balcony. And you got see a the sunsets. Oh wow! It's oh, yeah, nice. That's nice. Are there any other facilities within the? Um, I call it the development. Are there like is there a kids' playground or anything? We have two pools. All right. And a workout place. And is it decent equipment in the workout place? It's not brand new or anything, but I use it. Okay. Right. So it would be on a par with like a hotel or? Yeah, maybe a little lower than that, but yeah. Right. So it does get used. Yeah, no free weights, of course. But yeah, because they tend Yeah, to they walk. might <laughs> kill somebody. I miss the free weights though, but. Um, and what's the, like, the makeup of people in apartment development? Is it families or singles They're, or? The building that I'm in, lots of kids, but then you see all the college kids and the 30 year olds that are working. Right. Nurses, I see a lot of nurses, or lots of people in scrubs at least. Right. <laughs> and are they sharing? Do, do you get a lot of uh, roommates sharing a place? Or? Yes, right. I noticed that. So it's a kind of young, lively um, development. It's not that lively though, it's pretty quiet oddly enough. Which you probably like. Yeah. What about facilities nearby, like uh, shops, cafes, restaurants, bars, anything like that well, near you? Some, but the closest thing's a library, and I like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a geek. So how long do you, do you imagine living there for? I have no idea. Right. I'll stay there for a while, and so if something life-changing happens, and I get remarried, and I don't want to do that for a long time, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what about your neighbors? Do you get on okay with them? We don't even talk, but one of them's very rude. Really? Why? <laughs> Go on. All right. I was engaged in All right. you were, you the were, sexual you, act. And right. I guess it was a little loud. Next thing I know, I hear beating on the wall. Oh, my God. And then engaged in the sexual act again, beating on the wall, because I guess they're pretty thin. And so I'm going to work one day. I get accosted by her, and she's like, you're entirely too loud. This is ridiculous, and I'm going to tell you first before I complain to the office. And I was like. Uh, I can't have sex in my own apartment. Right. And she just was so angry. Then I, you know, I figured out that she's mad at something else. Yeah. Because yeah. that happens to me on occasion where you hear somebody else and it's like, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just 
basically, very basically, you lived in a house, you know, you went through yeah. a divorce, so that's traumatic. Having moved to an apartment, a rented apartment, is it better or worse than you thought it was? It's better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to suck and be too tiny yeah. and not doable, but it's easier than I thought. And you love your kitchen. Yeah, and it's better than kitchens in some houses. Right. Who knew? <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's <laughs> good to talk to you. <laughs> good talking to you, too. What's this got to do with living in apartments, you might well ask? Well, it's quite clear that some developers are now building to rent. That is, they're building apartment blocks, but they're not going to sell the apartments. They're going to rent them out or they're going to sell them in their entirety to a consortium of investors and... They expect people to come in and rent them long term, not none of this six months in your out business. This is a lifestyle change for a lot of people. So I thought we could get a bit of insight into that. Well, that's it for another week. Uh, my thanks to Sue and Loretta for two very different views of apartment living. We'll be back next week with plenty of material stored up from the past two weeks. And in the meantime, for the latest news, views, questions and answers, go to flat-chat.com.au. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.